A written transcript of this episode is provided by Starburst. For more information, you can see the show notes. Welcome to Data Mesh Radio with your host, Scott Hurlman, sponsored by Starburst. This is Adrian Estala, VP and Field CDO at Starburst and host of Data Mesh TV. Starburst is the leading contributor to Trino, the open source project, and the Data Mesh for Dummies book that I co-wrote with Colleen Tarto and Andy Mott. To claim your free book, head over to starburst.io. Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Hurlman. I started this podcast as a place for practitioners to get useful information about Data Mesh, and we're at over 200 episodes. I've now left Data Stacks, you know, thanks for all their help in founding things, but I've left to start Data Mesh Understanding, which is also helping practitioners to get to the information needed to do Data Mesh well. We have free implementer introduction and roundtable programs, in addition to the more advanced yet affordable offerings. So please do get in touch if you're looking for more information on how to do, how to approach Data Mesh. Just check datameshunderstanding.com for more info. There's also a helpful organization of past Data Mesh radio episodes there if you want to dig into specific topics rather than digging through 200 different episodes. So with that, let's hit the funky intro music and listen to what you'll hear about in this interview episode. Bottom line up front, what are you going to hear about and learn about in today's episode? I interviewed Karen Hawkinson, who's the data governance lead and consulting on a large data mesh implementation. To be clear, Karen was only representing her own views on the episode. If there is one theme that resonated throughout the conversation, it was have more and deeper conversations with your data governance teams. Don't make assumptions, and as a data governance team, don't make decrees. Explain what you you are trying to accomplish and why, and look to help where possible instead of telling people how to do things. So some key takeaways or thoughts from Karen's point of view. One, data governance teams need to get closer to both data producers and consumers. But when doing that, emphasize it isn't about control or oversight. You are there to help. Number two, data producers and consumers need to share with the governance team about their pains and challenges. The governance team, at least in most organizations, is there to help. So get specific about where you need help. Emphasis on specific. Number three, to get closer to data producers and or consumers, identify a few obvious data problem areas and just reach out to those involved or impacted. Focus on asking and not telling when digging into the pain points and involve all stakeholders in assessing potential solutions to get them bought in to the eventual solution. They've helped choose (laughs) how you're gonna fix it, so they're bought into that. Number four, a control-based data governance approach doesn't add value to your data. We need new ways of working in data governance focused on adding value, not adding roadblocks. Number five, Data Mesh creates an environment where we need to look at things differently, and it provides the excuse to look at them differently too. Challenge your base assumptions. Number six, if your organization isn't open to finding and implementing new ways of working, it will be challenging at best to implement Data Mesh. Really ask if you are ready for the change before implementing it. Number seven, Data governance teams need to focus on finding long-term solutions and balancing those with temporary fixes. Be extremely clear about what is a temporary fix and why it's temporary and must be replaced. Number eight, always keep people informed as to progress, even if it is no progress. Humans aren't good with uncertainty. Number nine, Finally, data governance teams can easily be overwhelmed if you don't develop good ways to prioritize. Find the most important, not necessarily the most obvious, 
pain points and assess the value of fixing them. Sometimes there is not enough value in fixing that pain point relative to the cost of fixing it. And that's an important thing to really consider. Okay, enough of just me. Let's hear from our awesome guest in this interview episode. Very, very excited for today's episode. I've got uh, Kaurin Hawkinson here, who's the uh, data governance lead, and she's consulting with a large uh, data mesh implementation right now. We're going to be talking a lot about governance and and something that we've talked about in in past episodes that we're going to dig into a lot more is like really working with the business and that, you know, data governance has this historical um, kind of bad perception and how do we actually get close to them? How do we prove to them that we're adding value? How do we like actually make this something that <laughs> we're fun to pair with? And then how do we also look at what have we tried in data governance historically? You know, uh, Karen has been not only on the data governance side historically. And so she's kind of coming to it with a fresh perspective. So what have we done that that's going to work in data mesh. How do we get rid of the things? You know, how do we the the whole you know give me the uh, patience to deal with the things I can't, uh, the um, courage to deal with the to change the things that I can change, and the wisdom to know the difference. Like, how do we have that? <laughs> how do we apply that to governance and data mesh? So I'm very excited about kind of just having a, a fun conversation about that, but. Before we jump into that, uh, Kauron, if you could give people a bit of an introduction to yourself, and then we can jump into the conversation at hand. Yes, sure. Um, well, uh, as you said, uh, my name is Karen, and um, my background is a bit. Uh, I've been, I've been working in many different roles. So I've been a software engineer, I've been a data engineer, I've been a tester, I've been a requirement analyst, uh, but I always work with data. And I also work in, in as a as a couple of in a couple of management roles as well. But then, like recently, I worked uh, I moved into data governance. So, uh, but data has always been my passion. One question I might have that's a little bit of a, a curveball on that is is why did you recently move into data governance? Was it somebody pulling you in, or was it like you were like I I really want to jump into this is there any is there any kind of hidden story behind that or, or should we just jump into the uh data meshy type stuff uh no no i i pretty much got pulled in actually because they 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 started this and they they um where when they also wanted to start the the data mesh right so they wanted to do data governance um also so so i got pulled into that um, uh project actually so since i knew the people so because I, I actually, I mean, I knew what data governance was, but I didn't, I didn't know like exactly, exactly what it was when I started. So, so, but the, then I realized how, how, how interested it actually was. So then, then I was like really excited about it. I'm, I'm not sure literally anybody really knows what data governance is because it means so many <laughs> different things to so many different people and all that. Yeah, it's. Uh, and, and, you know, does data literacy fall under that? All Yeah, all the fun stuff. So uh, I think that that transitions well into the question about, like, how do we actually get closer to the business, right? And there's there's two aspects of this, right? Like, historically, data governance has been kind of this bad word. It's been this thing that that the big kind of boogeyman every that you know people dread having to go to the governance council and it's like this kind of evil council of hooded figures and they're they're making their decrees and stuff but like you know there's there's two different aspects of getting closer to the business as well there's the producers and there's the consumers and with data mesh some people have kind of pushed for the producers to um you know that that we should all be trying to kind of 
force towards the producers instead of working with the consumers to really figure out what they want and then take that as a cohesive message to the the producers. So like we were talking in the pre-call about getting closer to the business, but like in your in your sense how which part should we be focusing on more or what what do you mean when you say let's get closer to the business or is it just kind of yes like to all of it? <laughs> Well, yes, I actually think uh, on, on both sides we have to get closer, right? Because I mean, as as you, I mean, the consumers are of of the data in in or from the like the analytical layer, right? I mean that they are of course super important, but equally as important, I would say that the business is like, but but mostly most of the times they are actually the same people, right? I mean they are producing the data and then they want to look at it, so so. Not always the case, though. But but like, um, but but I think I mean you need to get closer to both of them and 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 really understand them, and especially from a data governance perspective, because it's like, uh, as you as you said, I mean, how do we create value from it? I mean, data governance should definitely not be something that you like <laughs> that you're scared of or anything like that. You wanna you you wanna you want to feel that they, the data governance people—they're your friends, right? They, they, they will help you with the problems that you have. That's um, um, because they, they will, they will introduce you to solutions to your problems. That's how I see it, and then like help, help you um, implement them. Yeah, that that kind of um, I think this is something that people are talking about that are being successful in data mesh are that it's no longer this kind of central committee thing where the committee makes the decision versus it's a central like kind of help desk, right? Around yes. your data. <laughs> and um, it's kind of funny. Um, I'm, I'm starting to think about like HR, how human resources has now become like the people team instead of the human resources team. And, you know, does data governance just need that kind of random rebrand? I know some people are now calling it other things or it's data enablement, it's data, you know, this or that. But um, so like, how do you actually think about um, that process of getting close? Because again, as we've heard from other people as well, uh, you know, maybe you're in, in a little bit more of a fortunate situation of, of a more uh, kind of friendly culture <laughs> as well. But a lot of times there's this kind of stiff arm, right? There's this people are, are saying, stay back, stay back, because they've had bad experiences with data governance in the past. So like, how do you actually initiate that conversation in a helpful approach? Like, how do you make it so that that can be uh, a thing where they actually believe that you're going to help them instead of you're just getting in there to to get the information and then punish them for not you know complying with all the rules and regulations and all things. Well, I think I think what's what's like I mean I can share how how we've done it uh, a couple of times is that I mean um, <clears throat> one way that we did it was that we I mean we we picked like. An object of data, or like a, or a couple of, uh, couple of objects, right? So, so that you that you know that the, the these are, are this is data that probably causes problems for the business, or so you kind of know that, um, and then you um, initiate that conversation with the with the people that that use that data or produce it. I mean, it depends on what you what you want to look at, um, and then. Um, and then, and then you ask them, right? So, so, so instead of like telling them anything, actually, you ask them, how do you use this data? And what are your pain points when it comes to this data? And then, I mean, of course, you really need to listen to the answer, right? Um, so I think that's, that, that, that's super important and not jump to any solutions. Um, because you want them to to really share, right? What what is the problem? And and I mean, sometimes sometimes maybe you know that what it is, and but maybe you will get surprised also, um, because maybe it's some, something completely different than what you thought it was. Um, and I think that's that's uh, that's like key to get 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 them to tell you um, 
what is the pain when it comes to this data? Um, and then I think it's also important, like, okay, but then you then you involve the business in like talking about the solutions. Okay, how can we solve this problem? Like, and, and you work on it together. And and of course, if you work with data governance, you probably have something in your toolbox on how to solve it. But that's why you, I mean, you should have that kind of experience, right? So so you know that you could you could solve this this problem with with maybe I don't know. This is something that needs to be described, and and this is you should probably have. <clears throat> maybe there's a role here that needs to be assigned or something. But but. Um, but you involve them, and then they're a part of the the, the solution also, um, and the discussions there. So, so I, um, I think that's really key, um, not to not to jump to, to any solutions and or not tell people how to do it. You instead you involve them. Yeah, and, and well, and when you're talking about the, you can get really surprised. I'm I'm always thinking about the requirements gathering and somebody says, well, we need it in real time. And then you actually ask them what real time means. And they're like, well, it's coming, you know, 48 hours after stuff happens. We want it within two hours. And it's like, so you don't need real time. But like, I'm glad I asked the question instead of just delivered. And exactly what you're talking about of someone says, I'm having these challenges and you go, okay, I'll take care of it for you. Right? Like, I know what you want. It's like, no, you don't. Right. Like you, it's, and it's that like, um, relationship conversation where, um, do you want the person to just listen or do you want them to fix it for you? Or do you want them to continue to have a conversation about it? And sometimes you just want somebody to listen to your pain points. Sometimes you do want to just put it on their plate and say, let's do this. And, and I think even having that conversation about why are we having this conversation? Like, what what context are we exchanging in this? It's it's it feels very weird until you've said it a few times, and then people like start to really visibly relax when they say, "Oh, this isn't going to be you know this huge back and forth." It's like, what are we actually trying to accomplish, right? And if you're just telling me something because you're just like you want me to know it, that's great. Like, thank you for letting me know, but do you expect me to do something from this? It's kind of like that meeting agenda. And that's, I think, exactly what you're talking about of, but it, it, it's, I think there, there are certain places where they um, might already have their barriers up. Is, is it that you come to them and say, I think this is a pain point. Is this a pain point? Or like, do you have to do a bunch of background homework to make sure that, that you're coming into them with a, a legit pain point or? Well, I mean, it depends, I guess. But if you if you have no idea of what the pain points is, but but usually, I mean, usually it's known. I mean, a lot of people know where the pain points are in in, in a company, so you can kind of like, uh, I mean, especially if you pick the data that you know causes problems, uh, because everyone is mad about that data being wrong or something like that. So so so. Um, I don't know. What, what was the question again? <laughs> Sorry, I lost myself. <laughs> oh, well, just like I, I'm thinking of, uh, I, you kind of actually answered it a little bit in my head of, of me jumping to the next step. But like there are certain places where the business won't even just oh, yeah. engage with you oh. at all. I mean, do you come in with a, a we're going to do a blameless approach, right? Where I don't care what was the cause of this challenge. I don't care at all. I'm here to make it so that it, I'm here to work with you all to make it better. But like, we're not going to throw anyone under the bus. We're going to work to make this actually get to a place where it needs to go. And so let's just partner together. Is is that like the, the message that you're coming in with in a lot of cases? Yes, I think so. And, and I mean, like really trying to, 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 create the conversation instead of like any blame game at all but i guess i also i've I've never really been in that situation where it's like completely blocked and it's like no i'm not going to talk to you but i mean so so i guess i can't really answer for that but but of course uh but i've been in conversations where it's been like a lot of anger because it's like you know nothing is being done but then then you listen and then like 
you know, people calm down and then it's like you, if you, if, if you really listen to their problems, then they actually open up most of the time. So, so it's, uh, I think, I think like listen to everyone is key. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think what well, the, the situation I'm thinking of are, are the people who have been burned by governance over and over. And so I guess mm. you're just saying you can at least get them into a meeting. And if you can get them into a meeting, yeah. then you might be able to get them to work with you. But yeah, uh, yeah it, it is pretty difficult to, to kind of fathom a thing where somebody's just like, I will not meet with the data governance team. I'm not going to at no, all. Then, then, then it's hard, of course, right? If, you, if, if they don't even want to go into a meeting with you, then then I don't know what to do, actually. But, but <laughs> if, if you get them into a meeting, then... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that reflecting back that this was something that Jen Tedrow had talked about when she was talking about um, trying to build out their platform of just like, what are your actual pain points? Like, and then finding what's the the higher level abstraction. How do we, like you said, the there's probably frameworks. There's something in your toolbox for approaching this. So, um, so another thing that that keeps coming up, and I think this is what you were just talking about as well, is is kind of the the show don't tell and actually add value. But like governance historically in a lot of organizations has been red tape. It's been you have to to do all of these things instead of. We're here to partner with you to add value. And the, the historical things of governance have added value, but not necessarily to the consumers or the producers. It's been kind of at the broad organizational level of, of adding um, you know, a layer of protection so that you don't get into trouble and some security and stuff versus like value add. Like you were talking with me about you found a use case to create value and it assisted the team to actually get towards that value. Like how, how are you, how would you recommend somebody that is in that kind of historical, um, you know, we are the central committee approach to prove out that they can add value or look for where they can add value and actually start to, to make it so that people want to engage with you. Well, then I really think you should like, take a step back i mean i know i know data governance has been like this control tower more or less like it's like yeah we're gonna control it's i don't know sauron's eye or whatever you call it but it's like looking at you and like controlling everything but 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 that's like i mean it really needs to like loosen up <laughs> and, and and like really talk to the people talk to the business talk to the, the data engineers talk to everyone because like it needs to be and it, of course it needs to be more way more agile right you need to like iterate and 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 really see if you can add the value are you adding value <laughs> that's that's really i mean what are you trying to achieve just by controlling everything you're probably not going to achieve i mean yeah as you say you might achieve some things but but you're not going to achieve the value to get the value you need to know what what do people want to, what is the business value right so i mean maybe the business value is to describe the data but maybe it isn't right so so um uh, in some cases it is some cases it's not so it, it's uh, it's really about talking to the people talking to everyone and and, and like having a just as a as a I mean, a data product, right? You need to talk to the to talk to your consumers. You need to know your consumers. You need to know who's using it. It's the same for data governance. I mean, you need to <clears throat> really know who's 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 using it. Are they are they is is it useful? It, it, it's funny because exactly what you talked about. You know, when I said it, what does real time actually mean in that requirements gathering? Exactly what you're talking about of what does data quality mean? And it means something totally different in every use case yes. to everybody else, right? <laughs> and kind of what you're talking about sounds like data governance is is moving towards a a product manager or a program manager type approach of that. So much of this is like, okay, we're we're kind of the extra layer of value add that has to have the broader picture of the organization, but we're also on this product. And I don't know that that's really, there is a, a role, you know, unless it's like the head of the product organization, you're kind of the head of the data product organization is the, the governance team. But um, I, I think a lot, you, I mean, you've, you've said it already quite a few times, and, and I think it's, it's important to keep iterating or keep repeating on it. Of 
so much of this about doing good governance is just talking. Well, not talking. It's having conversations and listening, right? And then then you can find the, the patterns and things like that. But historically, you might have been on the side of people who really didn't want to talk to data governance. So now that you're kind of on the other side of the fence, what would you tell what what would you tell your 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 past self on what the how they can best leverage governance and how would you how would you tell the the governance folks again about like is there such a different way of talking to a software engineer versus a data engineer versus an analyst or or is it just get in a room and listen <laughs> yes <laughs> i think it, actually i think it's that easy i mean of course you have to un- understand their context but but it's like if you really get into to a room and you listen to them and you, you you start understand all their different pain points, and then I mean it's really I mean for me all of a sudden it's like really obvious of what we should do right right because if you if you listen to people then you 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 hear all these pain points and you have the toolbox and then all of a sudden you're like yes okay now I know how to solve this. Um, but if that conversation doesn't happen, then no one knows what problems to solve. So, so it's it's uh, it's really. But I think if if I would if I would tell my my past self, my 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 data engineering self, I um I would definitely go go and say like go and talk to data governance uh, people, right? So really start and ask them like how can you help me with this problem that I'm having i mean or like this data it's a, like we're we're trying to like i don't know how how to to do the business logic when it comes to this or i mean how do we how, how am i supposed to who should i ask about this data right so because I, I, we don't have an owner on this uh, i mean go and talk to them and see what they say well and and i think people have had that experience of you know ask for uh, forgiveness, not permission. You know, I, I had this recently where somebody, uh, uh, a, a bank had approached me about talking about the data mesh market and like, who, what are the public companies that can, um, benefit or what are the public companies that are best positioned and all of that. And I asked internally and they said, well, it's probably not an issue at all, but yeah, just don't do it. And, you know, like looking back on that, it's one of those things of, you know, you can get yourself in trouble by just doing something without asking for permission. But historically, data governance hasn't been always that that thing of that they are there to help. So, it, like, would you? Are there any signals where? I mean, I'm, in data mesh, if your governance team isn't bought in that they have to be helpful, your your implementation is going to fail. Like, just yeah, yes. I'm, I'm just going to put that out there as there is a 100 percent overlap of that. But like there are people that want to move towards data mesh that might be listening to this and, and are envious of the people that are in this situation. Is, have, you found, have you found that every governance team is just pretty much willing to help? Or have you been in that other situation where they, you might give them a little bit of advice as to how to test the waters to not get themselves into too much trouble if they're <laughs> like where all of a sudden it is there, the governance team is now deciding, making every decision and you uh, can't make any progress. Well, of course, I mean, it, I have been in a situation where, where it's been like, it's more been about like, you have to do it our way and, and don't ask questions. So, so, so of course, and then it is hard. I mean, I, I would say yes, definitely. Uh, I don't know if it's like sometimes it could I, I guess what could help is also to if, if you want to talk to data because if, if you learn what data governance is all about I think you can, it's easier to talk to them also because then you will talk, speak their language right so, so that's also something that um, I, I would give it as, as a tip if it's hard because if you speak their language and you know what they're trying to achieve Maybe you can like ask the correct questions. It's just it's just all context exchange, isn't it? Like th- yes. this is yes, the, the yes, thing that, yes, it is, it is. <laughs> so many of these episodes just come down to uh, focusing on business outcomes instead of uh, <laughs> working with with cool tech and and just context exchange. So, um, I think a, a, a good um, 
place to kind of head towards is how do you not have that high control approach? How do you make a non-invasive approach, right? How do you make it so that you can win these people over and show them and that it isn't, this has to be our way, the data governance team's way. It's, hey, here's what we need to achieve. Let's talk about how we can achieve that. But here's, you know, I kind of have this problem where I'm like, hey, here's what I want to achieve and here's a potential way to do that. And people think that I'm locked into that potential way. I'm like, no, I don't care about the potential way. I care about the outcome. So like, how do you, how do you make that non-invasive? How do you make it so that, that it's, it, it is their own solution? It is the thing that they wanted to do, but it just has to meet your, your, your guidelines, but it isn't, you should do it this single way. Like how, how, how are you kind of making that so they feel like that you're the helping partner instead of the gate that they have to go through? Yeah, but there I really think the key is that, I mean, being part of discussion, discuss, I mean, have a, have a discussion about the solution. I mean, and not come with the solutions, right? So, so, so like, if, if, if you talk about their pain points and then you talk about, and then you in, initiate when, when, when you're done talking about all the different pains, and then you really say, okay, but okay, but how can we solve this? And it, it, same there, like it, let them come with the solution, and then you discuss it, and you to get, discuss pros and cons with it, and then maybe you 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 suggest something you think, and then maybe they even give you give you feedback that no, it's not going to work, right? So so so, and together you will probably come up with the best solution. So so, I really feel that the more that you can involve people earlier in the stage and then they will really um feel that it's their solution i mean it's it's like it's easier to divert the stream than it is to divert the river that's made up of 50 streams right like as this thing has gained more and more momentum as it's moved down that instead of you know trying to make all trying to change all of the the direction of that river that's the result of all these different choices. If you're kind of talking about what are the choices going to result in down downstream, then, yeah. you know, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. No, but, but I was thinking like, that's, I think what the, the governance has been done a bit wrong because, you know, you, they, they sit and they, they talk together and they're like, yeah, they designed the process and this is how it's going to work. And then they have like a super perfect checklist in the end. But the checklist might not work, right? So, so it doesn't work in reality. And I really th- think that that's like, like do the small ones first. Do and do uh, iterate it together with the people who's going to use it, and really, like, yeah, it, it, do it in do it in an agile way, like like you do software, like you do that. That's how they should do it. Yeah, I mean, uh, Laura Madsen uh, was talking about that as well of just like, you know, somewhat capital A, but somewhat lower A agile of like, like, how do we iterate on governance? How do we actually get to a place where we can have these, um, these context exchanges and these actual outcomes that benefit everybody instead of, you know, uh, I got all of my boxes checked. I don't care if it's, it, what happens relative to this because I got what I needed out of it instead of like, how can we all benefit or how can we all get to, you know, I, I talk about uh, CYA governance of cover your butt, you know, different word for A, but uh, that you want to get to that. But then beyond that, it's like, you know, it's it's horse trading or, or whatever you want to call it of, okay, we can't all get to perfect, right? You've talked about, does this really need to be very, very, deeply described if this data is only used internally by the the producing domain and it's never going to see the light of the day no you don't really need to make it all that well described right it's not a big deal if it's not it's not that big of a deal if it's not in a very very productized format it's not so like what actually matters right it, what matters about this what what are the the use cases and and that and so um, specifically on that kind of light touch, is it that again you're you're trying to play that that somewhat game, but not really? You know, it's a positive uh, way of of interacting with people, of letting them <laughs> come to the conclusion that that as long as it meets what you want, you're just like, yeah, yeah, great, 
Is that just kind of what you've been you, you've been learning thus far with that? Yes, exactly. So, um, I think the the big meat of the the conversation uh, that we were planning on is is governance has been this this kind of this storied history, right? There are the data stewards and all the stuff that we've been doing for 30, 40 years and all of that. But Mesh turns a lot of those assumptions around as to how we do data. So how are you finding, one, talking with data governance folks about uh, what, you know, just because that's the way we've done it doesn't mean that's the way we should do it. And like, how are you actually evaluating? And, and then maybe, you know, let, let's start with one of these these things instead of you have to answer all of them. But then like, how do you actually iterate? How do we iterate if, if, if you go there? I mean, it's really, I mean, how, just, just to like start, start to look at like the mesh and, 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 and the ownership there. I think, I think there it's, 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 sh it's shaking things up anyhow, right? Because you're doing it in a different way. You don't have a central data warehouse where you maybe you might have all the roles set or whatever you're, you, you're creating a new role. Hopefully, like so, so, you have a data product owner, and then you're like really shaking things up there, and then then you can take that as an MVP, right? So you're looking at that case and KK, how does it, how should we own this, and how what are the problems here, and how 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 does it work, and how does it map to to the old way of of doing it? So so, uh, I feel that if you're doing data mesh, that's really like a, a good way of 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 getting getting the balls up in the air and see how it falls down and see see and, and there and there you, you have actually some space to try new things right because the the um, you are probably introducing a new role so and when you're having conversations with people about what you've the, this has been the way we've done it right like mm -hmm. how how are those conversations going of you know, well, this is the way we've done it. And it's like, well, that might not work in this this mm. new environment, this new framework. Like, ha, ha, any stories there, or anything, any advice for folks, or any pain points that that you're having <laughs> that you, you want others to to come with to you with answers on? No, I think I mean my my my, um, uh, my experience there is really like I mean at least the people that I work with now is that. I mean, everyone is aware that okay, something new is happening, right? So, so we're like really trying new things, and, uh, and like people are open to to trying new things. So, so I don't, and but then always like I mean, you have to have so many new conversations because so many th new things are happening at the same time, and I mean it's really it's really a huge change in 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 like the whole concept, right? So, so it's like if you talk about like I mean, what should a data product, uh, data, uh, data product owner do? It, it's really more. I mean, maybe you think it's, a, it's the same as a system owner, or, or, or like, and then you start to have the conversations. Okay, but may no, maybe not. And 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 and. Uh, well, I th I think you started to go into that. What you're talking about is just reevaluating base assumptions, right? And yeah. not not trying to copy paste from anything. And that you say, what can we take from this other approach? What should we take from it? But that we shouldn't take all of it, right? It's mm. it's that we you can't just say, um, you know, like let's say you're you're creating um, a new uh, painting or a new video game or something like that. You may like the painting. You may take the the painting approach and kind of the general subject matter. Is it a landscape or is it kind of you know an Edward Hopper of like the really stark kind of uh, you know just people living their lives and things like that? Versus um, you're not just going to copy that because it doesn't it, it it's not going to work for the new audience or it's not going to work in the new environment or things like that, right? And, and it's not a perfect analogy because, you know, maybe just making the exact same video game over and over might be something that actually works. But um, but I think what you're talking about is how do we have like valuable conversations where we can reevaluate those base assumptions, but that we don't also have to invent everything whole cloth where we can say, 
let's try and pull these things together and see what works. And is that like, is it that you have to have both that iterative approach and the willingness to, to just go, Hey, this thing might, this thing that we've been doing for 40 years, we might be doing it entirely wrong. You know, like this has happened many, many times in the sciences and things like that, or, or just even look at on the software side, right? Microservices was a very, very different way than the, the, the monolith. And so we're completely changing the way that we're, we're looking at doing this. Um, and here are the potential benefits, but it took us 10 years to figure out how to do microservices. Like it's going to take us 10 years or longer to really feel, figure out how to do data mesh well, and that we can yes. figure out how to do it okay and, and in a value add way, but like that we need to be open to, to measuring those. And, and I think, how are you finding those conversations going? Because I think that that's what you were circling around is, is that reevaluation and, and like having those, that openness and that conversation about it. Hmm. Yeah. And I think, I, I think, I mean, at least where I work, it, it's been like very open because you know you're doing something new and 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 I don't I, I, people are not really stuck because they need they know that we have to reevaluate pretty much everything so I feel like everything is up in the air and then um I don't I I don't really think it's a problem of 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 discussing it but then maybe like you might have different uh, opinions on it uh, Due to the fact that you do come with like some some luggage um, <laughs> of how you have done it before, uh, and and uh, and like the belief in that can this actually change? Can we get the source system to to own the data that they're actually going to publish? Is it even possible? I mean, it might be hard, but then then. Uh, um, and 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 again, I mean. It, you you don't know right so 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 that's uh i mean it's still a in in most uh i mean if you haven't implemented data mesh you, you probably have you don't have it right so 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 uh, um it, it might be the case that they don't want to take the ownership but they might also be the case they can take the ownership so 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 it's it's uh do you believe that it can change or not so it's more about like having those discussions about like, can we change this? Um, yeah. And maybe trying to inspire instead of um, yep. just put things on people's plates and saying, you now own this instead of like, you can own this, you can do this. Like this is, yep. this is why it, it matters. This is, yeah. Um, and we had talked about in, in the pre-call as well, that there's kind of a long list of, of things that you think that maybe historically from a data governance practice aren't going to work or are probably not going to work or at least need some tweaking <laughs> when we look at data mesh. Do you have anything that that's kind of top of mind as to, um, you know, is it that the the committee making the decision is just not going to work because, you know, you need that decentralized um, decision making or? I mean, th this, th I mean, th this way of looking at, um, I mean that you want to keep everything central. That definitely, I mean, it's never going to work in data mesh, right? So, so, so you really need to like on on the on the global level, really need to focus on the interoperability to 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 make sure that you can decentralize everything. And I really think that that's a that's a mind shift, right? So you really need to stop doing that, even even and and start trusting people that it can happen. Um, so, so it's also, I mean, it, it is about trust and it's, and it is about trying to, and, and believing that it can, it can change. Yeah. Like empowering people and trusting yeah. in them and letting them know that you're there when they have the questions, but that they also have, I think this is something that I've seen from a lot of data warehouse kind of, especially the kind of analysts that say, no, we need to just keep saying, sticking with the data warehouse. The data warehouse is the only way. So much of it is that, you know, kind of these idiots don't know what they're doing with their data. So mm. we're the only ones who are good enough to, yes. to, to yes. save them. We have to be the, uh, the saviors of them. Is there any other things like any, I mean, you've been doing this for a while. Is there anything that surprised you around 
governance approaches that didn't work or that did that you could give people some examples around? I, I think what, what, what has worked is, is that, I mean, if you, if you decentralize things and, and like people really take the ownership, if they get it, I think that's, that's really something that, that's, um, uh, that's key here. Like if you trust people to take the ownership, they will take the ownership and, uh, because they, they, people step up when they, when, when, when they get the, um, um, get the ownership. So I, so I think that's um, that's one of the key lessons actually that that I feel. Do you have advice on 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 actually enabling that trust? Because a lot of people are having this exact problem of they aren't they can't get the data producers to become data owners, right? They really aren't. And so, is there something? Is there like you know any magic ticket? I know it's different in every single opportunity but or every single circumstance but <clears throat> but again i think it's like really important to 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 <laughs> I, I i feel like i'm repeating myself the whole time here but it's like you know you need to talk to the people <laughs> you need really need to have the conversations because it's like it's the same thing there like do they understand the role do they understand why they're supposed to take the ownership or and and like do they do they see the value of them taking the ownership um and i and i i really feel that's and that's also something like you can't just put someone to be a data product owner because uh because they i mean even if you give them a role description sure but do they actually know what a data as a product is do do they know that they are supposed to think in a different way than they did when when they were like a system owner um probably not because if you don't have the even if they they've read the concept then maybe you have to explain like the, the role and like why and, and and how we're supposed to change the mindset now of the way we think of uh, data as a product and now it's actually up to you and the team to to, to do this and and, and um, yeah so so again conversations how are you showing them that that value because a lot of people are running into this thing of what's in it for me i get that this is valuable for the organization but how is this valuable for me is this that you're you're changing your career paths where it, it is included in their kind of reviews and their promotions and things like that or how like how are you aligning their value to actually stepping up and taking that ownership because so much of again so much of it is just this other domain wants your data so you need to provide the data and they're like but this isn't the thing that gets me promoted this isn't the thing that that drives revenue for my domain this isn't the thing that you so yes if everybody were operating in in a like kind of uh, democratic socialist type society, which is definitely not the case in, in most organizations in the U.S. especially. But like, is there anything that you found that really works there in showing them that that value and that you actually make it so that it is valuable for them to do it? Well, I guess we haven't gotten to that yet. So so that they actually get like um, the the value when it comes to 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 the so they can see the value in their paycheck so then you have to work with something else instead and i guess that's like like being proud of your product right so so being proud of what you're doing and and really like seeing seeing that as a i mean working with data as a product is as a as a concept right so 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 do you know your consumer what is your uh, product strategy and 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 like how do you work with that I really feel that's um, um, something that that if you explain that and you explain the, that what you can do and that you be, you can actually become this amazing product that everyone wants to use, uh, and you do have the ownership of it and and you you have the ownership of of setting that product strategy. Um, if you if you can get people to to understand that, I, I, I feel that they also think it's fun because you 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 get feedback from other people saying, "Oh yeah, this is a, such a great data product." Uh, so so then, I mean, 
it might not be enough for everyone, but for a lot of people, I think that's at least encouraging. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, what what a lot of the pushback has been is this isn't my KPIs, so I no. this is literally not the thing I, I get reviewed on. So why would I do this? Versus, you know, okay, yes, I would love to share this if I could, but I don't have time to devote to it. And so, like, yeah. how are you making it so that it's an easy path for those people to actually start sharing their their information? Like, share share that they are a data product, or share that? Yeah, well, sharing their 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 information via a data product, yes, like that that they've got information trapped inside the domain. How what what have you done to make it an easy path? for them to actually create a data product that's that's valuable, that it can be used by a lot of other things. Yeah. Is there anything on the governance side that, that makes that easier? I, I, I guess we, we're not really there yet, but but, I, but we have some ideas, right? So, so that like, how do you share? How do you like publish? And, and, and how, how do you get it out there? Um, I guess there, there are ideas. And, and also like we've talked about like the, the, the feedback, how do you, I mean, which KPIs should, should a data product have and, and things like that so but i guess i don't really have a good answer because we're not really there yet yeah you you haven't had the uh the the people that um are really really positive to you in the meeting and then don't do anything that they just said they were going to do and the, the, these are some of the stories that come back and so um people are really looking for that but uh, i think this is uh one of the challenges of data mesh is nobody really has the great stories yet as to how to deal with that because we're still so early, but it also makes people feel um, kind of uh, like they're not the only one. <laughs> you know, oh, everybody yeah, else yeah. figured this out. No, no. It's... So um, another one that we were we were looking to talk about was how do we get people comfortable with the fact that yes, you are experiencing pain right now. I am hearing that you are experiencing pain right now. And we could give you a, a temporary solution that is going to devolve very, very quickly, a Band-Aid, you know, or, or we were talking about if, you, if you're on a hike and you break your leg, you know, you want to splint your leg so you can get to a place where you can get to the hospital, but you're not just going to leave the splint on and you're not just going to tell somebody, oh, just, you know, tough it out until you can get to the hospital. So like, how do you, how do you work with them so that they can understand, like, we can't just keep throwing, you know, temporary solutions on and we can't necessarily just make the right long-term fix in the short term. Like, how do you have that conversation with, with people? How do you, how can you get there to get to the context where you'll actually be able to fix it in, in the longer run instead of just like, you know, kind of slapping a, a coat of paint over the wall that's, that's, you know, got a, you know, a big crack in it or whatever. Mm. Um, well, I think, I mean, <laughs> I, I think again, it's like, I mean, if, if you ex explain and if you fix enough of the problem, I think most people are okay with it. That, that, that's like, okay. Okay. And, and, and then you also, also explain that this is not forever and, 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 uh, you, you, we will fix this in the end and we have a plan, but it's not right now, not, not, not here right now. Um, but I will keep you informed <laughs> about the, the the progress on 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 the on the long term solution. But but then um, and also here like making sure that you're fixing enough of the problem so that it's like actually helping them um, like now enough uh, that, that the help is enough right here right now. Well, and I think exactly what you talked about as well of keeping them informed. I like that feels like again, it's one of those obvious things, but it's not really because so much of data work is okay. You told me what you need, I go do it, and then you know, three six months later, ta-da, it is here. Instead of like, hey, are the requirements changing? And and no, you you just add it. Okay, you're saying you want these additional things. No, that's scope creep. No, yep. we're not going to yep. do that because it's not what, what you want. But like, okay, we're going to keep you informed. We're going to keep and and okay, did the the band aid fall off? Right, like if the mm. band aid fell off, okay, 
how much pain is this causing again? You know, okay, we didn't put in a, a solution that was good enough to last until we could get the longer term. And then like, let's figure out what's, what are the, the actual short term needs, but not this needs to be fixed as, you know, this hole in the drywall needs to be fixed as if it were concrete. And it's like, well, that's that, you know, wall isn't going to be seen by anybody. It's going to be, you know, uh, something that that's just kind of hidden away in a closet. And so, you know, you don't need to make it the most resilient, amazing thing ever. You can just kind of fix it and, and move along um, until you actually are restructuring and remodeling or whatever. So um, I don't know why I'm do, using all these random anal- analogies today. But um, so I, how, how have you found that, you know, you, you have more empathy most likely for the people that are in the, you know, data engineering, the software engineering role. Have you always been like, have you found that data governance folks have always been keeping people informed or is that like a new way of working for you or a a new way that you were like, oh, well, I would want this information. So I'm now going to do that and I'm going to tell them what's happening, but I'm not going to then just keep trying to take on additional pain points. I guess it's 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 a way of working that I, I think has helped me in any role that I have had. It's like if if you keep people informed, it's really so so um, that then people are usually usually more happy. So so even even if the the information is like yeah okay, still three more months left, but but we're getting there, and then, and then um, I mean. Because usually people can wait, and usually people understand if you give them information. So, so I feel that that's more of, of a the way that has worked. Even if you're, I mean, it, no, it doesn't doesn't uh, really have to be data governance. I mean, if you as or a software engineer, you if you inform your consumers about things, then then they're usually happier than if they hear nothing. Yeah. It, it- the human brain uh, really, really hates um, ambiguity and uncertainty, right? Like we're we're designed that way, or we're you know we've evolved that way, where that our brain hates that more than anything else. So the the more that you can make people uncertain, or that you can take away their uncertainty, even if it's bad news, of hey, we were heading down this, and we just got all of our stuff reprioritized, so you know, we thought it was going to be two months, it's going to be four months, but like that you let them know they can be frustrated. But it's not that they get to the two months later, and then they're like, where is it? And it's like, oh, it'll be done in two months. We, we got, you know, uh, we had our, our priorities shifted. I think that's, it's, it's funny how much of this stuff is just empathy for the other person and, and like human communication. <laughs> yes, it's human communication really it's not about like data governance data mesh software engineering it's it's really about like yeah human nature yeah um and so like the last thing that we were looking to talk about kind of was a a, a lot about the first was like the business people have the the understanding of what is the most going to have the most business value. So how have you found those conversations to work about extracting and, and again, not coming and saying, this is the solution, but like, are they always ready to tell you exactly what it, what, what they're, what's going to have the most value or are they, do you have to kind of, it's almost like that. I, I don't want to be pejorative of it, but like that conversation with a toddler where you're like trying to get to the, what's the actual context? What's the actual challenge here? Or what's the thing? Like, how have you found those conversations going coming from kind of the data governance side and how do we get to getting them to tell you what's actually important and valuable? <laughs> and I, I think you have, you have a point there also. I mean, it's like, it's, it's easy to talk about the pain points, but then like, what, what is the most important? I mean, it could be a pain for you, but is it like the, the biggest pain for everyone? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something that you really need. To, and what is the business value of fixing it? Uh, because then it's also, I mean, of course, it's more, you need to really look at the numbers and you need to look at, okay, but what does it actually give us? And, and of course, that that's, uh, is a bit of, I mean, it need, needs a little bit of more work to do that. 
than to just tell you the pain points. So, but the, there I really feel that, um, I mean, if, if, if you have started and you're, you're having a good conversation and it's like you, you really try to help them and then they, they are eager to like help you also doing the, the right priority if you're open with it. We can't do it all, but we can do some things. And, and like really looking at okay, but how do we how do we prioritize here? How do we um and, and what is the actual value for you here? Um and 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 it is hard and you sometimes you have to go a couple of rounds before you actually get there, right? So 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 um um but I feel I feel that's that's the same when you are like a product owner and, and and you try to like really get the value from from people and it's the same kind of problem that you really need to like get to the to the the, the value um that is hard um, yeah what is the 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 number the the, the business value of, of, of us doing this exactly what you talked about the what what is the biggest pain point is not necessarily the most valuable pain point to solve so getting somebody into that mode of, Hey, I know this is the thing that causes the most issues, but it's not the most valuable to solve. That's a, a hard conversation to have. And so I think, um, it's something that I, I think will come up more and more in data mesh because, you know, data mesh is so use case focused, right? Like, Hey, what is the actual use case? Why are we creating this data product? What what is the actual thing that we're trying to do with this? And that then you work backwards from that. And so, um, you know, there are going to be people who are like, "I, well, we have to do all this cleaning of this information." And it's like, okay, but it's not that valuable to solve that. So you're going to have to take a back seat until we get to the things that are more valuable. We don't all of a sudden flip a switch and the domain is now sharing all of their information in this perfect way that supports every use case and is is perfectly described and all of this stuff. We have to take our time with it. I think um, having those conversations again, I think a lot of what you've been saying in this is that you, uh, you just have to listen and then you can repeat back to them what they're actually thinking and saying. Right. Yes. And, and, yes. Hopefully they'll come to the same realization. And if they don't, it sounds like you just would have more conversations with them and try and get them there. But, you know, it, it doesn't have to be uh, a one or a zero, especially at the end of a first meeting is kind of what I'm getting from you. Is that the, the way you're thinking about it? Yes, exactly. Well, um, so we've covered a whole, a whole lot of different things today, you know, a whole lot about data governance, but um, is there anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to, or any way you'd want to kind of wrap up the episode in general? No, I think we covered it like a lot of different aspects today. So, so no, I don't have anything to add. Well, maybe <laughs> the same, what's been the red thread to wrap it up is really, yeah. Communicate and listen. <laughs> We're all people. <laughs> Well, and, and I know everyone hates meetings, but like productive meetings can be extremely productive, right? Like, especially yes. the data governance meetings historically haven't been very productive because you have to have all this context exchange to make a decision. But like yep. now we can have governance be like a, a value add, a, a accelerant instead of a gate that is hard to get through. And I think that's kind of been a, 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 the through line with that conversation of like, you have to be helpful as well. Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. You, you can't, you can't only be, uh, you know, I, I launched a thing called data mesh therapy and you can't only be listening. You have to also be like, okay, like let's talk about what that, that can be helpful, but you first, you have to listen. Yeah. yeah. I like your, 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 your very, uh, um, simple approach, but very powerful and valuable. Um, so uh, I'm sure there are going to be people that want to follow up with you. Uh, where's the best place? What, what do you want them kind of following up about in general? Uh, yeah, they can, they can uh, uh, find me on LinkedIn, of course. Uh, and uh, I'm also planning to, to create a, a group on LinkedIn uh, where on like data governance, data mesh. So, so, um, 
So connect with me if you want to like talk about all these different subjects, because that'd be great to have more people to talk about, talk to about the subjects. Yeah, I think this has been a challenge in data mesh is that that people aren't connecting with each other. They're kind of waiting for the answers to come out instead of like finding each other and and somewhat uh, struggling together because it, it isn't easy and it's not um, a thing that's solved. But I think um, it also makes people feel a little bit better when they hear, oh, I'm not I'm not the only one that's that's running into this challenge. And so I think even that from just a, oh, I'm, I'm not the uh, stupid person in the room and everybody else has this solved and they just haven't said it yet. It's it's really an important um, aspect of, of doing these implementations. So, well, again, uh, Corin, this has been super, super awesome, super helpful. So thank you so much for spending the time here today. And thank you as well, everyone out there for listening. Thank you. I'd again like to thank my guest today, Corin Hawkinson. You can find a link to her LinkedIn in the show notes as per usual. Thank you. Hopefully that interview episode was really useful for you. Please do consider getting in touch with guests from the show, from these episodes. Most have said they'd really love people to reach out to them. And please, as well, if you've got a minute, rate and review the podcast somewhere. It really is honestly super helpful for other people looking into kind of data podcasts to kind of get this in front of them. Data Mesh Radio is again provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It's produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. April of 2023, I left DataStacks, who were wonderful in getting the Data Mesh community stuff started, so give them a shout for streaming and real-time AI needs. But I left to start my own industry analyst kind of information-as-a-service firm. Our offerings are affordable, and you can do them on a one-off or a month-to-month basis. You know, read kind of, throw it on the credit card, don't worry about like going through purchasing and things like that. The services include lots of practitioner roundtables, you know, one-on-one data mesh kind of planning or feedback sessions and tailored introductions to other data mesh practitioners that are focused around your topics of interest. You know, what what are you actually running into challenges with? We also have some free programs around introductions and roundtables that people can kind of check out as well. Check the show notes or just go to datameshunderstanding.com for more info or helpful resources. As always, if you have suggestions for guests or topics, please do get in touch as well and have a wonderful rest of your day. Now let's hear that funky outro music.